Welcome into We're Talking tonight. We're talking football with Dave Amato. Dave, how you been? It's been a it's been a long, hot, now rainy summer. It has been a lot of rain, a lot of heat, um, and it's been a hot minute since you and I have had some conversations. So, so this is fun to get back into it. Yeah, you know, a couple of personal things going on in all of our lives, which happens tends to happen uh, during the summer. But hey. Exciting time for Cajun football. New coach coming in, one and zero for his career. Will coach his first home game in a couple weeks, so should be fun. Yeah. But tonight we're going to talk some belt conference football. We're going to talk about the East. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give a little breakdown, or I should say, Dave is going to talk a little breakdown about each team. We'll go into the offense and the defense, and possibly a little uh, special teams. Next week, we'll come back and talk about, uh, well, later on this week, we'll talk about the Sunbelt West. Then later on next week, come back in and give you our predictions of where we're going to be. This time, we're actually going to write them down, and we're going to have them there, and we'll discuss how bad we've done through the throughout the course of the year, and you'll realize why we're not giving gambling tips. <laughs> so, Dave... Uh, you know, let's let's talk about Georgia Southern uh, team. They're going to be here on a Thursday night later on in the season. So uh, they've had some changes. New coaches come in. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about. Let's let's start out with the coaching. Uh, I know we probably we hadn't planned on that, but no. I think that, that that's kind of a uh, a new deal here for him. I mean, I know they've got a lot of new players on the skill position side, so. Yeah, no, look, they, they, they made a, you know, and, and, and you never know whether it's good, bad, or otherwise um, when you make what is considered a splash hire, right? They did. Um, they went out and got former uh, USC coach uh, Helton, um, who is, you know, look, he's got a lot of history and uh, he's won a lot of games. Um, and he's got a name behind him. So I think people are going to be excited in uh in statesboro and i think that's a good thing for them i think they've got a long way to go i think this team to me has a lot of challenges they've got a lot of, to replace um they struggled last year i think they're going to struggle a little bit this year but i think they've got some 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 exciting things i mean they got a pretty good running back uh gerald green's coming back they do lose a couple at running back jd king announced his retirement i, I had him when I first put together my little snapshot of Georgia Southern, I actually had him as being the backup running back. He actually retired from football last week, so he's he's done. Uh, Amari Jones, who played quarterback last year because they were such a mess of quarterback, um, will be back as a as a running back for them. Logan Wright is uh, is is gone. Um, but, but look, they've got, they've got some talent. They're going to try to run the ball because that's their MO and they've got talent there and they've got, they built their team that way. And even though Helton will come in and change that offense a lot, they'll still continue to be a running team because they're going to base it on their, their offensive line and their running backs that they currently have. Gerald Green was a freshman last year. He's really good. And I think he's only going to get better. And he's one of the more exciting young prospects in this league I, I i think this kid has the ability to be really good uh for a long time uh so it's going to be exciting to see him come back and well, he'll the, be the lead horse for them 
The hope is to have Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, on before the season starts to talk about how their camp went and everything, and then we'll have Danny on uh, closer as we get to the game with the Cajuns. But the Eagles, let's look at their defensive side. Uh, yes. I mean, how were they able to work the transfer portal there? Uh, because, I mean, the Cajuns kind of dominated uh, that game they, from the offensive side. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they, they get in a couple of guys uh, on, on, on the transfer portal. One of them is a guy by the name of Christian Varner, who is a defensive tackle, comes in from UNC. I think he's going to be a, a big piece of that. Their leading tackler last year is back, Anthony Wilson at strong safety. He's really good. Um, they also get back Justin Birdsong and Justin Ellis at defensive end. And, and well, Justin Birdsong, who was a free safety, and Justin Ellis, who is a uh, defensive end. So they got some talent coming back on the defensive side of the ball. I, I Look, this team, I, I said it before, I'll say it again, team has a long way to go to be good, but I think they've got a good core of talent in certain positions. Um, you know, going back to the offense, just briefly, they get all three of their leading receivers. And I know they're not, a, they weren't a huge throwing team, but I think they're going to open that offense up a little bit this year. They get all three of their, uh, leading receivers back, including Caleb hood, who is really good. Um, so this team's got some talent peppered all over the field. They've just got some challenges. They've got a new coaching staff, which is going to be different. He's not got a full recruiting class in that he can work with. Um, but he's got some talent to work with. And I think he'll, he's, he's been around long enough. He knows enough about football. He's going to be, he'll be able to win some games that we didn't expect them to win, but they'll still be challenged this year. I think that's, that's to me, their biggest thing. They, you know, we talked about, we might talk about special teams. That's a team that has some special teams coming back. They get both their punter and place kicker back, who are both really good. Anthony Beck at punter and Alex Rayner at uh, place kicker, and they're both good guys, good good place kickers and punters. They're going to be okay in in the in the uh, special teams department. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lot there from them. Like I said, a lot, lot, lot of lot that they have to uh, make up and and to go. And I think it's going to be a tough year for Georgia Southern. I said, we'll, we'll get into their schedule later on uh, next week, but let's go ahead and move on at this point. A team, uh, James Madison, that is moving up to FBS. Um, what, what, what's going on? I mean, you know, they've been, they've had, they had some, they've had success as an FCS team. Yeah, they, they're the most intriguing team uh, coming into the Sun Belt to me because we don't know how they're going to be able to adjust from FCS to FBS, right? And that's going to be the hardest part for them. Um, they've been a very good FCS team for a long time, uh, including a very recent national championship and, and a runner-up. Like, they're, they're that good. Um, what we don't know is how that's going to translate into the FBS, right? Um, but this team's going to be good. I, I, I don't know. Look, they're not going to challenge for the, uh, the East Championship uh, because the East is strong. But they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. They've got some talent to replace. Um, but they're, they're going to be a good team. I, I, look, I, I'm kind of intrigued. I'm glad we don't have them on this schedule this year because I, I – I, I, 
no one knows whether they're going to be in the top third or the bottom third of the East. Um, I could see them in, in any point in between. I really could. What's it look like on their offense? So where, where, where what's their go-to? Um, yeah, I think where they, the, where are they, where are they, their strongest? Yeah. I think that the, the biggest thing that they're going to have to worry about is replacing a guy who's really good at quarterback and that's Cole Johnson. Um, I watched a handful of their games last year, mostly in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, look, Cole Johnson was a heck of a quarterback for them. Um, they, they do get a transfer in from Colorado state in, uh, Todd Santeo, uh, um, who started 13 games for them. So he's a guy who's experienced. It's not like they're getting, you know, a, a slacker at, at quarterback. They're going to get a guy who knows what he's doing. He's played a lot of football. Um, they return their leading running backs. Um, both of them, uh, tell Paul, uh, Palmer. Um, and then they got another good running back in Percy, a guy obese who both of them combined will be really tough to stop. And then their, their wide receivers, they get their best two wide receivers back. So like offensively, they're going to be a good football team as long as they, they they can replace the quarterback position. You know, the interesting part with, with in years past with FBS and FCS was that, you know, guys would go from Florida State uh, or the University of Georgia and drop down to FCS because they didn't have to, to sit out a year and they, could, they, they were eligible immediately. And that's where Troy would make their living when, when ULM was Northeastern Louisiana and won their national championship. I think their whole team was guys that, that started out at, at what are now power five conferences. So sure. it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the move goes for them because I said, Troy, Georgia Southern, uh, even for them, I mean, app state were all very successful in their first, uh, first couple of years in the Sun Belt. So, uh, yeah. defensive side. I mean, are we looking at more transfers or they've got starter? I mean, guys that have been there, no, uh, they, they, they didn't delve too much into the transfer portal. They do get a transfer from Marshall, who was a three-year starter um, uh, in Jamari Edwards. Um, but outside of that, on defense, they get three of their top four tacklers back. Um, uh, Demonte Parker uh, – I'm sorry, Demonte Tucker Dorsey is probably their leading guy. But they get a lot back on defense. I mean, this is a team – Again, we don't know the difference between FCS and FBS when they make that transition year, but they're they're talented and they're getting a lot of people back. So I this is going to be a team that I I know will make some upsets in, in this year. I, I like I don't I would not want to have them on the schedule. And I know you know obviously Coastal has to play them and App has to play them and Marshall has to play them and Georgia State, who in my head those are your big four on the on the east side. They're gonna they're gonna scare somebody if not beat somebody, and and it's gonna be fun to watch them transition. I think this is gonna be a good team for a long time in the Sun Belt Conference. It'll be it'll be interesting. You know, you got a guy that, like you said, three year starter at Marshall, and then all of a sudden is moving over uh, to a team within his uh, conference, <laughs> and then he's got to play him, right? Yeah. So I want I I guess that's that's one game you're going to want to uh, we'll have to look at next week a little closer uh, to see where that game will be. Let's move on to another uh, team, Old Dominion. Uh, where where are we looking? 
with them with the offense. Uh, let's start with the offense as as, as we have been. What yeah, have we no. got with the quarterback situation there, and where is yeah. where is their strength on the offense? So so real quick before we just jump into it, Old Dominion was a team that started off terrible last year. Right? Didn't they? They, they I think they were zero and five before they won a football game, and at one point they had to win five games in a row to get bowl eligible, and they did. And they finished six and six, and they went to a bowl game. Yeah, but you know so, why that was? Why is that? It, it, it was they had won only one game, I think, and then the announcement was made that they were coming to the Sun Belt, and all of a sudden they, they got better. They got better. No, and, and, and look, they were exciting. Like they they had to do that to get bowl eligible, and they did, and they they were good. They were a good football team. So I'm I look, I, I don't know what they're going to be this year. I just know that they went to a bowl game and they won five of their last six games, which means they're a pretty good football team to get that good that late. And they're on a, a winning streak, right? So they've got a lot coming back. Um, they played a couple of different quarterbacks last year, um, but they get both of those guys back. Hayden Wolf and DJ Mack is, are both really good. Um, they also get a transfer from North Dakota and, while North Dakota is not North Dakota State, North Dakota is a very good FCS football team. So they get they've got they've got some strength at quarterback, um, and then they get all their production back at running back, including uh, Blake Watson, who was a thousand yard rusher last year, um, and then they have another guy, Elijah Davis, who rushed for over six hundred yards last year. And on the receiver side of the ball, they've got um, they, they get back everyone, but. Sloan Smart, who was a really good player, but their entire offensive uh, skill position is back, right? They've got their quarterbacks, they got their running backs, and they got most of their wide receivers back. They're going to be okay, and they only have to replace one starter on the offensive line. So they're going to be a team that's, again, the East is stacked. I mean, like we can keep talking about it. The East is really strong this year. So where are we looking on, on the defensive side? Let's get away from the offense for a little bit. Where 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 do you see their strength on the defense? Yeah. So defensively, they get a good they get a good bait back. Not nearly what they get back on offense. They 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 do have to replace their leading tackler Jordan Young, um, which is going to be hard to replace. He was really good last year, um, and they have to. They've got a couple of other things that they've got to replace, but at the end of the day, the defense is going to be the biggest question mark for Old Dominion because they lose more on defense than they do on offense, right? And and, and that's always going to be a struggle. The offense is going to be as, as good or better than they were last year. The defense, they didn't go to the transfer portal heavily, but they did pick up a couple of guys on the transfer side. Uh, mostly through JUCO, uh, but they're they're going to be a team that that again we don't know a lot about. We didn't watch. I did not watch. Spend a lot of time watching Old Dominion last year because I didn't know they were coming to the Sun Belt until late in the season, right? So um, they're another team. Just don't know enough about them. But they've got their offense is going to be good. Their defense is going to be a little bit weaker than last year, but I think they're going to be a good team. Good deal. Uh... Moving on to Georgia State. Georgia State is one of those teams that, uh, God, I just I can't figure them out. So, yeah. talk well, to me here. Yeah, I know we're not making predictions, but if anybody is going to shock the Sun Belt East, it's going to be Georgia Southern. 
I mean, Georgia State, my bad. Uh, it's going to be Georgia State. That's the team I think can make the biggest challenge to what we think are the big top teams in the Sun Belt East. Um, they get back Darren Granger at quarterback, and, and Darren took over for Claude Brown, who transferred out. And Darren did an amazing job. They returned back their running back, uh, Tucker Gregg and Jam Williams, both of which were really good. Tucker Gregg, we remember, although we beat him last year, Tucker Gregg beat us up just running right down our throats. He's a really good running back. They get two of their top three re uh, receivers back on, uh, on the offense, including Jamari Tr Thrash, who is really good. They're, they're a team that scares me in the East. I think they could be the one team that, if App doesn't win it, this is the team that could. And if I remember correctly, they're bringing back a good portion of their offensive line as they well. Do. They do. They, they have three of the five starters back from last year on their offensive line, including – uh, Travis Glover at left tackle, who's really good, and Malik Sumter at center. So they've got some really good talent on the offensive side of the ball. I'm, again, I, this is a team that, man, they they were close last year to being really good. They're they they could be that good this year. It, it we don't play them, so it's not something that we're gonna we're gonna see if if the running back. It's going to be interesting when we when we talk about. Uh, I know we won't have a depth chart by the time we talk about the Cajuns, but uh, seeing how some of those other uh, defensive line and linebackers are going to be replaced. So, yeah. fun yeah. time. Well, uh, yeah, and, and I know we're going to. You know, you want to talk about the defense? I'm assuming next. Yep. And they get nine of their top ten tacklers back from last year, so defense doesn't lose anything. This is. I said it, I, I keep saying it. I thought they were going to be good last year, and they were. I think they could be really good this year. They're, they're, the, they're the, the, the one unknown on how – and look, they got a, we know they have a rough schedule in the Sun Belt because they have to play all the teams in the East. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? So just playing the teams in the East makes their schedule tough, but – they're going to be they're they're talented enough to win in the East. Well, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see them uh, in special teams. Pardon the pun, but yes, I'm doing it. Anything <laughs> special there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, they return back Michael Hayes, who's their their uh, punter, and they also he's also their place kicker. So he does both, and he was really good last year. So he'll be back. So they don't lose anything on special teams. They lose very little on offense, very little on defense, and very little on special teams. I, that's why I, I every time I look at this team, I think this is this is their year to show that they are really at the top of the East. Well, we'll get into uh, next week, like like we've been saying all along, uh, looking at their schedule and see what happens there. I think a lot of it will depend on their out-of-conference schedule Absolutely. and when games are scheduled and how much they get beat up. You're listening to We're Talking tonight, uh, Craig Melanson, Dave Amato. We're talking Sunbelt Conference East. We're breaking down a little bit 
uh, the top players on the, both the offense, defense, and someone on the special team. And, uh, you know, we haven't done this yet, so it's the first time, and we could have gone the whole time without it. But let's take a quick break here for a commercial, and let's get some bills paid because we're rocking those penny of points there. So listen to the commercial. Welcome back in. We're talking, we're talking football with Dave Amato, Sunbelt Conference East. Let's kind of continue on. Uh, let's look at the boys in teal, the COVID Carolina chickens. And, uh, you know, once again, they skirt having to play the Cajuns, but I don't want to get into that tonight because we'll discuss it next week with their week-ass schedule. Not that we have to go there. So, uh, talk to me about the offense. You got the guy. This, what was he? Some was he Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year last year? I, I believe he was. I, I'd have to go back and look. I try not to pay too much attention to Coastal Carolina just because they they're probably the most annoying team in the Sunbelt. Yeah. Uh, but look, they get Grayson McCall back, and and everybody from the national media believes that Grayson McCall is the the one superstar in the Sunbelt Conference, right? He's apparently signed an NIL deal with uh, a NASCAR team uh, or a NASCAR stadium. I think it's uh, Darlington. Uh, one of the raceways uh, signed him to an NIL deal. Uh, look, Grayson McCall's the biggest name in the Sunbelt. We all know it, and it is what it is. Um, and it all starts and finishes with him. He's He's their offense, right? And he's been very good every game he's played. And I think he'll be good again. And it's going to be dependent on how good he is, right? And the offense is built around him. He's a, he gets a, he's got a great release, a fast release. And, and a lot of his plays are because he's so fast getting the ball out of his hands. So at the end of the day, I think, I think Grayson McCall is, look, where this offense goes. Now they do lose their number one running back, Shermani Jones, who was, a pretty good running back last year. Um, but they've been able to replace running backs and they've got some talent behind him. Reese White played a lot last year. Brandon Bennett played a lot last year. So they get those guys back, but they're not, they're not their number one guy. But again, they've been able to replace their number one guy for three years in a row. So I don't know if that's going to be a problem this year. We'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. Um, my personal opinion, they lose enough on offense that I don't think they're going to be as as dominant as they have been in the last couple of years. What about the offensive line, though? Because that's where I think, you know, you talked about uh, McCall's quick release, but how is that? I mean, if if he's got a quick release, he doesn't need a whole lot of time. But at the same time, yeah. if he's running for his life, it's not going to be easy to... So they only returned two of their five stars on the offensive line. Um, uh, so Antoine Loper and Willie Lampkin are the two guys who come back. So they've got to replace a lot there. Um, and again, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for him. I know we didn't talk about this, but he loses, he loses a lot in the receiving core, including a guy that, the NFL is talking highly about, and that's uh, that's uh, Isaiah Likely, who was a tight end, but they love him. This guy is really talented. Javon Hiley is gone. 
Cam Brown is gone. They do get a nice pickup from Georgia State. And this is where Georgia State loses a little and uh, and 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 uh, Coastal gains a little. Um, one of Georgia State's best receivers, Sam Pinckney, leaves Georgia State and goes over to Coastal. So he'll be a replacement for those guys, but he is not as good as highly and likely. And I know that is the most – it was the greatest thing to say when you had the best two receivers on Coastal Steam were highly unlikely. Um, but those two guys are both gone, and now he's replacing it with a transfer who's trying to fit a system that he's not been in. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But they lose a lot on the offensive line. They lose a lot at the wide receiver position, and they lose their number one running back. I'm not as high on them as I have been in the past. Last year – I was battling between App and Coastal for number one in the in the East. I don't. I, we'll talk about it more in depth next week, but I don't see them being as good as they were. You know, it's. Uh, I'm not worried about the. I mean, the receiver coming in, uh, fitting into a system like that. I know it's a. It is different between Georgia State and Coastal, but it's not the quarterback that's coming in. It's not an offensive lineman that's learning a new blocking scheme. Your receiver's running uh, a route, and he should be able to do that. Yeah. But let's turn to the defensive side and where we have and where we're going. Talk to me about the mouth of the South, the guy that will play and fight anybody anywhere but can't be found anywhere. Yeah. Danny Gallagher is gone, huh? Yeah, well, they lose they lose uh, five, five of their top tacklers, right? And big-time names like Silas Kelly, Kelly, Teddy Gallagher, who he's the one, right? He was the one who always was running his mouth. Alex Spillman and C.J. Brewer. Brewer was a great player for them last year. Um, and, and, and I put this in my notes. Good riddance to Teddy, Teddy Gallagher. I'm not going to miss him at all. Um, but they went to the transfer portal heavily. Um, they fill in with Manny Johnson from Georgia Tech, Jamar Brown from South Carolina, Chase Atkinson from Syracuse, um, uh, Zaquan uh, Reeves from Missouri, and Adrian Hope from Furman. Um, but they'll, they got to replace a lot, but they filled in with transfers. So they brought in some really good talent to replace the talent that's gone, but that talent that's gone was good. Um, again, filling a system, right? Um, will these guys be as good as the guys who left? And I don't know the answer to that. And it's one year getting them in and getting them ready. I don't know. I don't know if they're – you lose a lot on defense. Your top five tacklers, you lose, you know, like we talked about on offense. They got a lot to replace. Well, let's be honest, though. Uh, Syracuse is not Clemson. Mizzou is not uh, Alabama. And uh, what was the other one there? And uh, South Carolina. Yeah, South. I mean, these are not yeah. uh, if, Georgia Tech. They, they, yeah, Georgia Tech is not my. You know, it, it's one of. The, I, I'm not trying to knock those programs, but yeah. if they weren't, I, I, and and I know we didn't go in. You, you, neither one of us went in and looked in depth there to see if these guys were getting playing time last year. But let's face it, there's a reason they transferred. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Uh, it, it, it may work out for, for both of them. I mean, both both the players and the team. So I'm you, not going to knock it. Yeah. yeah. You never know. You never know, right? I mean, the Cajuns 
in in going years back, I can think of some transfers who came into the Cajuns and who were hugely successful that hardly ever played a down at bigger name schools. Yeah. And then I can think of some transfers who came in who were starters and didn't pan out the way that we would have hoped that they would have. So you never know with the transfer portal. And 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 look. Coach Desermo made that perfectly clear at one of his press conferences. They did not go heavily into the press con- uh, into the transfer portal because you don't know what you're going to get, right? It's got to fit your system. It's got to fit your culture. It's got to make sure it's the right person to fill that job. And if it isn't, sometimes you're making a stretch just to get a guy because he played for a team that had a bigger name, right? And you don't know. He didn't start there. So he might not start for you. Let's move on. You're listening. We're talking tonight or in the morning, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> During the day, you're listening to uh, We're Talking with Craig Melanson and Dave Amato, talking some about East football and um, Marshall. This this is a, a very intriguing. The Cajuns played them in a bowl game last year. Uh, a little chippy. I don't think, I, I don't think it was, it, uh, I think there was some overreaction there to some of the things that made it chippy. Uh, sure. but, uh, it, but looking at Marshall, what, what's different, let's start on the offense again. What's different and what's the same about this offensive that, that the Cajuns faced last year? Well, there's no doubt what's different is Grant Wells is gone. Uh, Grant Wells transferred from Marshall to uh, Virginia Tech, so the starting quarterback is gone. Um, Grant Wells was a guy who had some, some some incredible games, and he was a guy who had some act games. Luckily against us, he had an act game, right? But during the season, he had some really good games. Um, they had a heated quarterback competition. I think Henry, uh, Columbi ended up winning the job. He's a transfer from Texas tech. Um, but the backup from last year gave him a little bit of a challenge and cam, uh, Fanchner, he's probably going to be the backup again this year, but it's not about the quarterback at Marshall It is about the running back. They're running back Rashawn Ali. And we saw him in the bowl game. He is where the offense starts and finishes. He is arguably the best running back in the Sun Belt um, now. And, and we'll see a lot of him. Um, he's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a guy who loves to run between the tackles, and he is big and he's strong, and he is going to be a, a, a nuisance for everybody who plays him. Um, and I think that he, they get him back, and he's young. He's only a sophomore, so we're going to have to see him for a couple more years. Hopefully we won't have to see him for a couple more years. Cause I don't know if we'll play him every year, but, but we will have to see him this year. Uh, no, if, so. if, if some type of rotation does happen, uh, I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll see them, them again, unless it's uh, in a championship game. Right. So he's, he's a very good player. And they also returned back their leading wide receiver who we saw in the bowl game who played very well, Corey Gamage. Uh, but they lose a lot behind him. Uh, and they only get a couple of starters back on the offensive line, including their center and the right tackle. So they, they've got a little bit to replace. Um, but I think they've done a good job with uh, that, their, their culture and their, their backups, you know, next man up mentality. 
They've got some good talent behind them, but they lose some really good talent. Um, it'll be – I don't know much about their quarterback, their new quarterback coming in from Texas Tech, but he is clearly going to be QB1 for them, and we'll see how he pans out. What about on the defensive side of the ball? Are uh, uh, is is it is it much different from the team that we saw in the bowl game last year? Or not much, and and I, and that I, I didn't put a ton of notes on there because they pretty much get most of their guys back. Um, they don't have a lot that they're missing from last year. It'll be a couple of guys here and there, but for the most part, they were a good defensive team last year. Now we embarrassed them. I mean, we made them look silly in a lot of that bowl game, but for the most part, they were a very good defensive team, and they get almost everybody back uh, next year. So I'm, I'm I'm looking for a team that's going to be at the top of the Sun Belt East, um, even replacing the quarterback. Outside of that, they get almost the team back. They got it. This is going to be another year under a new, you know, now I I think a third year coach. They're ready to win. Um, and they're excited to be in the Sun Belt. I think this is this is the one team that looks at it and goes, "Man, we are making a huge step up and ready to rock and roll in in this Sun Belt conference." And I'm I'm excited to have them. They've got a great history, a great fan base, and a great passion for football. This is going to be a great addition to the Sun Belt. There is no question about that. Great ad, most definitely. I know when we were there for basketball uh, last season. They were very happy to be coming to the Sun Belt. Their fans were, and they were hoping that we would, they would, at that time, they were hoping they were going to start in 2022, not knowing at that point when the uh, departure would be from, uh, what was it, Conf- Conference DOA? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no that? disparities what? here. We don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. It's 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 all right. It, the dog killers are up there in Monroe, and 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 so be it. So and, and playing Tarlington State or whoever else is on yeah. the uh, conference slate going forward. So uh, you're listening. To We're talking Craig Melosa and Dave Amato Sunbelt Conference East preview. Short, quick preview. Just kind of hitting the t- uh, the high spots here. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more depth on our predictions. And again, please do not use them for gambling purposes unless you're betting against what we pick because then you're more likely to win. So (laughs) the team that the Cajuns have faced now three out of the four years in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game, App State. What? Talk about App State on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, look, they're um, offensively, they've always been good. Um, they get Chase Bryce back, the quarterback who was a transfer in from uh, Clemson uh, and Duke. He went Clemson, Duke, and now App. Uh, he loves the Carolinas, apparently, because he hasn't left North and South Carolina. Uh, but he's back and he's good. Look, we made him look silly in, in the games we played against him, but he's a talented kid and, and, and he, they get him back. The, the funny thing is his backup is now – the former Texas State starter, Brady McBride, who we'll get into that whole dynamic uh, when we talk about the Sunbelt West preview. But Brady McBride is a guy who I compare to um, Johnny Football and Johnny Manziel. 
when he is good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's really bad. Um, but look, that's a talented backup. And they, they got – if Chase Bryce goes down for any reason, they feel confident that they got a guy that they think is, is good behind him. They get back all three of their running backs, and all three of them are good. Cam Peoples, Nate Noel, and Dietrich Harrington all can put up numbers. They are going to run the ball this year because they've got the talent to run the ball. What they lose is at the wide receiver position. They lose three, four guys that are playing in the NFL right now. Um, Malik Williams, Thomas Hennigan, Corey Sutton, and Jalen Virgil have all made training camps with NFL football teams, either drafted or free agents. And I haven't followed it well enough to find out if all four of them are still on teams. But for the most part, they had all four of those guys had a chance in the NFL. They have been really good at wide receiver. What I have been told from people inside the program is that the young talent that they have might be better than the talent that left. Now, none of those four guys, none of those three or four guys who have started this year have played any football compared to what the three guys or the four guys, if you count Jalen Virgil, who have left have played and how good they were. So we don't know. But the word on the street is they're talented at wide receiver, but they're young. So we'll see how they replace that. I know not, it's not, we don't talk much about the backup quarterback, but any surprise there that Brady McBride, uh, a Texas boy, goes to, to App State? I mean, I, I'm not shocked that he transferred uh, because there was a lot of stuff going on with him. And, and you know, look, he's a talented athlete. There's no question about yeah, that. I mean, he was he was being pulled, put in, yeah. played, you know. But, but to end up in Boone, North Carolina, that shocks the hell out of me. I thought he would have ended up somewhere. Else. I didn't see him not transferring, but I didn't see him in Boone, North Carolina. That's, well, that is a shock for me. But, look, he's still – he, he went to a team that has a guy who is a super, will be a super senior this year who is graduating. He, he's got to leave this year. And I think Brady McBride's thoughts are he's going he's gonna to be the starting quarterback next year. It's I don't know if that will happen or not. Yeah, it's interesting. This is his uh, third school after starting out red, his redshirt in Memphis. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, They also – they also lose a really good offensive lineman um, uh, that in Bear Hunter, who was an all-conference guy, uh, who was their center. And that's a big loss for them. So uh, defensive side, uh, they had a lot of guys there. And uh, who did the Saints pick up in the draft? Uh, DeMarco, DeMarco Marcus, Jackson, yeah. who, who unfortunately I think is out for the year with, yeah. a, uh, with an injury. Uh, because I really thought DeMarco Jackson has the chance to be a really good football player in the NFL if he can stay healthy. But they they lose they lose quite a bit of talent there. TD Roof um, is gone. Caden Smith is gone. Caleb Sperlin's gone. Sean Jolly's gone. And a guy who was just a disruptor every time the Cajuns played him, Demetrius Taylor, is gone. Demetrius Taylor. Most of those guys that I named went to NFL camps. Um, again, I don't know if any of them are still with those teams, but but a lot of those guys went to camps, which tells me they were talented enough to at least get a shot. 
right? They got some talent coming back at linebacker. Nick Hampton is very top of good. Uh, keep an eye on a guy named Andrew Parker. He's a transfer from Arkansas, uh, who I think is going to be a difference maker for that football team. Um, and they get back Stephen Jones, who is one of the better defensive backs uh, in the Sun Belt. So they've got some talent coming back, but I listed five names of guys who are going to be hard to replace. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we don't play them this year, but I have a feeling we'll be watching a lot of, a lot of their games. So uh, it's always been a team that that's had depth and uh and they play well at home yeah they play well at home they've got a great fan base they've got a great tradition but look this is a team that every year you could almost say oh man how are they going to replace this guy or that guy and every year they find a way to replace this guy and that guy so this year they're replacing a lot but again it's not a team that i'm scared it's not a team that i go well, they're not going to be able to replace that guy. They've always been able to do it. I think they're going to do it again. I, they're just they they don't work. They don't struggle. They don't rebuild. They just reload. Right? They're the team that reloads in the Sun Belt, and they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna have a lot of talent again this year. Well, Dave, thanks for your time this evening. Uh, we'll we'll hook up again later on this week and talk about the. Uh... Sunbelt West. I don't think I've skipped any teams. Nope. So, nope. so uh, we'll talk about the Sunbelt West and then come back later on and talk about uh, an, another evening and talk about our predictions and look at each team's schedule a little closer. And because um, I think there, there's some interesting games that are going to be coming up for Sunbelt Conference teams this year. And not only are they interesting in the fact of the matchups, but some of them on uh, when they're taking place and where they're taking place. Yep. No, no, no. It's uh, I, I've spent some time breaking down the uh, other conference and in conference games and who they play and where they play. Because again, that's that, especially with teams like Marshall and uh, app and those teams that have even Southern Miss that have great traditional home advantages. Right. Yeah when you go on the road, it's a different environment and, and it'll be fun to start breaking down who they're playing and when they're playing them and how they're playing them. So uh, it, it's going to be a fun season. I'm excited about this. We've got, we've got 14 football teams. Well, and, and, and man, we got a lot to talk about. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, now, now you go from, uh, I think what, what we were at 10 football teams to 14. So in early season games, we've actually have, four more games to talk about each week and uh yes. we're probably going to have to put some uh, either time limits or skip some of them because otherwise well we could be here all evening so yeah. dave thanks again for your time tonight uh dave amato uh, from the we're talking podcast i'm craig malonson and uh thank you for listening if you made it this far and if you haven't you won't hear me anyway so it's all good. Later. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast. Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.